Welcome back to Thinking About It. If you're new to our podcast, I'm Bob McGregor, lead pastor at Grandview Baptist Church. Normally, I'm with my good friend David Barker, but I don't know where Dave is. I think he's out at his cottage somewhere. He's been uh, AWOL. Uh, so I'm here with uh, Jacob. Jacob is our youth pastor. Jacob. That's not true. Oh, not youth pastor. I'm sorry, Jacob. A little confused. You are our worship pastor. And Jacob, we were just talking before the podcast, uh, Jacob Elliott, about the um, the role of worship in the church. You are focused on the subject of worship that involves music, uh, but some people might ask, <clears throat> how important is worship that you would need a full-time dedicated pastor to, why don't you just get a guitar player, why don't you just get a musician, What what is so important about this value that we would dedicate someone's full time to that right well there's a few different ways that you can kind of go to answer that question um sometimes you even get a little bit confused maybe isn't the right word but whenever you talk about worship pastor i think a lot of people think music pastor and that's really kind of what we're we're talking about i think uh i think you could say that you know missions living missionally is a form mm-hmm. of worship an avenue of worship uh caring for people is an avenue of worship we have a pastor dedicated to care discipleship in the youth and in the children's that's an avenue of worship and so um so in a sense every single pastor that's hired here is a pastor of worship in which we are responding to the Lord's and we're command. a pastor of mission, we're a pastor of discipleship, right? right. It, there's a, it, everything bleeds into one another. <clears throat> but I think whenever we talk about you know worship, the pastor of worship, um, I it's think actually it's creative really, arts. It's well, it's worshiping creative arts yeah. is my technical title mm-hmm. um, at Grandview. But anyway, I, I think whenever we talk, whenever we use the word worship in the church setting. Oftentimes what we mean by that is corporate worship. So we're really talking about the pastor. One of the responsibilities or a main responsibility that I have is corporate worship. Uh, the, the time where the whole church family comes together and is worshiping the Lord as the Lord has commanded us. And so that's, you know, not all that I do, but I, I spend a lot of time just thinking about how do we, how do we be good stewards of what the Lord has given us and and bring that on a Sunday morning as a church family. Okay, so, so why is worship so important in in the church? What what exactly is it and what are what is the outcome of a right thinking worship pastor when you think of the responsibility for God's flock? Well, I think worship is important because God says it's important and it's again a response to what he has done is doing um it's an appropriate um yeah it's 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 important because god says it's important Mm -hmm. and so if he's calling believers to come together and recognize what he has done and in scripture we see numerous times over and over again um that an appropriate response is music and sacraments um, and baptism and reading uh, the word and preaching the word 
and all of those things are happening on a Sunday morning that like that's why we do that week after week that's why we put so much time and effort into it is because the Lord has said this is a, this is how you can worship me this is an appropriate thing for you to do and in your case you're gathering together gifted people you're training them not only in their musical craft but to help them understand why God has given them this gift so they have a, the big picture they're there to lead God's people in worship, not to perform music. And and I think that's coming across. So, <clears throat> Well, I would also say that it, my role isn't simply to work with the musicians on a Sunday morning. Again, that's one avenue mm-hmm. for worship, but there's a whole, you know, there's, there's a lot more that happens within the worship service on a Sunday morning than simply singing songs. And, I, yeah, part of my role would just be to give thought to that whole... Can we use the word experience? Uh, I know that isn't maybe a popular word, but that whole gathering, we're, we're doing multiple things on a Sunday morning. Um, What's wrong with experience, experiencing God? Well, I think a lot of people would maybe just think experience is, uh, is mere emotion, that there isn't any uh, kind of solid foundation. So you can have a flaky experience. Yeah, I think whenever people say experiential, they might, think that it is flaky. But what's it doesn't necessarily what's, mean that. What's better than experiencing the presence of God? There might not, not just be. talking about it. Right. But it's real. You're experiencing. You're feeling it. You're sensing it. You're moved by it. I don't know if there is anything greater than that. So so the outcome of a of a worship experience is that people experience God. Well, I think the, the reason why people <clears throat> might get their back up up uh, whenever we're talking about the experience of worship is you can um there's a lot of different things that can make you feel good i guess you could say like any any type of music I went to simon and garfunkel i felt really good love those songs yeah right and so there's a lot of different things that'll they'll kind of make you feel good and i think whenever whenever people say experiential they're they're just talking about well the it wasn't the spirit of the Lord that, mm-hmm. you know, prompted you. It was just the the musicians were really polished up and, and they they hit that key change really well and it, it invoked this, right. you know, experience. But what we're talking about is, and and again, that's probably why um, I, th- I think we could, one of the reasons that we would justify a pastor of worship is to try to ensure that that isn't the case, that we aren't being moved simply by... Um, polished musicianship Mm -hmm. but the reason that we have polished musicianship is because we serve a god who deserves our best Mm -hmm. and you need uh, i think one of the important things about the pastor of worship is that they would draw that distinction and they would help not just the musicians but the people in the congregation realize no we're not just here to celebrate good musicianship or good Mm -hmm. technicianship but we're here to celebrate what God has done and the reason that we're excelling in the gifts that he has given us is it be, is because he is the one that has given them to us for his glory. This Sunday we were talking about the <clears throat> visitors that come to the church obviously they're all over the map some are there reluctantly some are there not knowing that they're drawn by the spirit of God they're they're outside the gospel at this point and so this one lady and her husband went to church on Sunday and she didn't know that the person to whom she was speaking was the pastor cuz she was at the back of the church, and and so I asked her what what did, what was your experience like first day in, in our church, 
her husband goes to a mainline church where there is no gospel, but this they were agreed to come here, and she was invited because someone in our band who loves the Lord and loves people invited her to come, and she came. So I said, uh, how was your experience? And she said, the sermon was kind of long. Okay, she didn't know that she was speaking to the preacher, and I get that. It was a 30-minute sermon, which I don't think is too long. Um, and just some things that she didn't understand. And as a preacher, I'm often concerned about how well do I communicate to people who are all over the map spiritually. Some have never opened the Bible. Um, but she said something about the worship. She, in fact, she got more out of the worship than the sermon, I think. And she's talking about people who are engaged. Mm-hmm. She said some people are putting up their hand. What's with that? What is that? Um, the church was full and the music was rich and dynamic. And I think there's a powerful witness mm-hmm. when people are well-led in worship. They're expressing truths that mean a lot to them. And if the sermon is mediocre or somehow it doesn't hit where it's supposed to hit, when when people come into a well-ordered service, they can still take something away. And she was taken away by the worship. She mm-hmm. took that away with her. And I just think that is so powerful. Well, I think the thing that's powerful about it, so you could go to, well, you mentioned Simon and Garfunkel, and you're going... Uh, it was actually a, a tribute band. Like, I'm, I'm old, but... Oh. I mean, I... I tr- that's okay. significantly tribute. less yes. good. Well... <clears throat> I don't. I wasn't there anyway. But you'd be going. Uh, can I say for selfish reasons, you'd be going to get something out of it, and go to be entertained. You're going to be entertained, right? And there's nothing wrong in that setting. Uh, same with the people on stage are going to to entertain, but they're also, you know, there to sort of receive praise in a sense. I would think. At the tribute band, right? Yeah. Um, whereas on a Sunday morning, I think the thing that leaves an impression is that the people who are attending the service, who are singing along with the worship band and the band themselves, no one is there for themselves. Yeah, there's benefits that people receive, but the primary motive of coming is to give as, as opposed to receive. And I think that's the, so, you know, the songs that we're singing are we were talking about this a little bit earlier. One of the songs that's kind of one of Grandview's favorites right now is Yet Not I, But Christ in Me. And it's this whole idea of we are we're singing passionately, not about ourselves, but about someone else, mm-hmm. namely the Lord. And so whenever people are passionate about someone else, um, that leaves an impression. And whenever it's coming from the people on stage and from the people in the pews, no one's there right. for themselves, but they're there to, to give. And, I think that's the... And quite often when people go to church, they're they're looking to be helped. They want answers to questions that they have in their marriage. Sure. So how important is it that we say, no, there's a greater need that you have. Right. And, and you need to see God high and lifted up. It's like when... Um, Isaiah went into the temple in, uh, in Isaiah 6, and he was burdened with all kinds of political, uh, global tensions. 
and he he gets this vision of God and his glory lifted up on the throne and it put everything in perspective. He didn't need counseling, didn't need therapy. He just needed a vision of God. And I think when when people enter into a worship experience with all their anxieties, their burdens, and they're led into the presence of the throne of God, as it were, mm-hmm. singing songs that are true, that express things that they believe, but they don't believe them as well as they should, but they want to, but, but there it is, it's out there. Well, it's a humbling experience. That's what you see in Isaiah is he sees the Lord as he is, and he then sees himself as he is, and he falls mm-hmm. down before the Lord. And like, you know, who am I to be in the presence of the Lord? And it's a humbling experience. And, you know, Paul talks about this a lot, the idea of, you know, to live as Christ and to die as gain. It's this constant picking up your cross and, and dying to self that Christ would be magnified. And it's this kind of this polar opposite recognizing that the things that I'm dealing with, yeah, God cares about them, uh, but he does care about his glory mm-hmm. <laughs> even more. And that's a humbling experience. And that's what we, that's what we encounter, I, I hope and I pray, every single week as we put God back in the place that he belongs and deserves and is, and we are in the place that we belong and deserve and are. And, and I think whenever we're excited about that, um, excited about the fact that we are, you know, dust in comparison to the Lord, Mm -hmm. that does leave an impression on the visitor coming, but also on us. Like it, you know, to, to get to that point of humility, um, that, that is worship. Mm -hmm. So as worship pastor, and as lead pastor, I'm concerned that our people have a way of looking at life under the sovereign canopy of God, that everything small and big is, is done in the context of worship. And I think if we're a worshiping people in that way, um, we will be fruitful, we'll be filled with joy of the Lord. Uh, but when we focus on, I need a solution, I need an application, it, then it's about me. And I think your greatest outcome of the work that you do is to just reorient people to the presence of God. And you use music, you use scripture well read. Um, Sometimes you preach a little bit uh, in an appropriate way as you are weaving together the themes of the worship experience. And I just think people leave Grandview like this one woman uh, who was more taken by the worship. Well, Jacob... 15 minutes have just gone by. Uh, We are out of time, and so we're going to have to bid farewell. And so till next time, I'm Bob McGregor, maybe with Jacob next time. God bless you. Thanks for listening.